Law enforcement suicides are at an all-time high right now. One of the causes is poor leadership within the law enforcement profession. Nick, the host of the Roll Call Room podcast, has written a book, Police Mental Barricade, A Survivor's Guide to Poor Law Enforcement Leadership. This book is a raw and powerful look into suicide and how poor leadership decisions contribute to law enforcement suicides. Buy the book now at mentalhealthbarricade.com and stop the stigma. The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. The best revenge is actually not taking any revenge at all. It's not even holding on to any anger at all. It's moving on with your life. It's showing them that life is so much better after they're gone. It's easy to blame those that have wronged us for just about everything that is wrong with our life. If it wasn't for them, I would be happy. If it wasn't for them, I would have more money. If they didn't do this, I would be where I want to be. Most people get so caught up in blaming, they continue to blame and sabotage their own life long after the person is gone from their life. Most people hold on to the blame because it's easier than moving on. Having an excuse or a story of why they aren't where they want to be gets them sympathy from others. The victim role gives them comfort and it is much easier than taking responsibility and moving on with their life. However, it is not, and will never be, a happy place to stay. Those who take responsibility for their life and are wanting to move on and put the past behind them are much more likely to gain freedom, success, and happiness. Now, this does not mean there aren't horrible people in the world that have done wrong by others. It is not condoning others' behavior. It is taking back the power they have from you when you are the one suffering long after they are gone. Who wins if you keep blaming them? Who wins if you move on, forget about them, and create the best life and success you could ever imagine? Who wins if you move on? Who wins if you forget about them? Who wins if you create your best ever life full of success and abundance? You win! Take back your power. Blame them for what they have done. But don't blame them for what you haven't done. Blame them for what they've done. But bless them for making you stronger, for making you better. Blame them for what they've done, but thank them for showing you exactly what you don't want. You can blame the world for bringing them into your life, but then get grateful for all the lessons it taught you, all the strength it gave you, all the perspective it gave you. Knowing your heart 
If they knew better, they would do better. Knowing your heart, you don't need to take on any other negative energy. How good does it feel to take that baggage off your shoulders, to focus on building your future? What a blessing. Let go. Move forward. Never look back. The best revenge is not taking any revenge. It is simply moving on with your life, creating the best version of yourself. Welcome to the Roll Call Room Podcast, the show that pissed off the Alexandria City Police Department enough to send a detective to the Roll Call Room Cafe and ultimately get the police chief forced out. And now, here's your host, Lauren, my Uncle Mike, and my dad, Nick. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Killing in the name of. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Roll Call Room Podcast. We are finally back against our will. (laughs) I'd rather be sleeping right now, but it's all right. You're You're not supposed to ruin the mystique of the show and tell people that we do it early in the morning. We normally don't. That's why I'm so tired. No, I'm ready to go back to bed. We normally don't do it this early in the morning. But if I got another email from somebody asking, uh, if Where the fuck you go, yeah, if we disappeared like some other podcast, um, I was gonna, I was gonna go crazy. Um, Mike uh, is not joining us today. Uh, folks that are worried that Mike has run for the hills. Um, that we're dropping mics like flies. <laughs> That's not the case. <laughs> you, you like that one? One, two, three. I got to be honest with you. I'm running out of mics, man. I just, I can't. I, you, you keep chasing them away. I Apparently. I'm just such a terrible person. I wonder, uh, I wonder if he'd actually come on for an interview now that he's, you know, not tied up with the, the other, the third mic. Uh, you're when, confusing me. Which one is the that? third mic? Not the original. Not, but the, not the original. Original's mm-hmm. set. No. He's good. Second mm-hmm. one is taking care of his financials and setting himself up good. And then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who knows what the fuck the third mic's gonna do? But you know, I think the third mic should be our former chief of police, who, ladies and gentlemen, um. It has taken a tremendous amount of work over the last year. Um, detective visits to um, 
my cafe retaliation um, on my security clearance for the job that I currently have fake Facebook accounts by commanders criminal investigations and criminal investigations um, threats of civil um, mm-hmm. civil lawsuits against um, me and the co-hosts of this uh, of this podcast but it has finally come um, our former chief Lauren our our lovely former chief has um, resigned I'm sorry We're retired not- with well, two weeks' notice, <laughs> retired. All of a sudden, it's hey, I am giving my two weeks' notice because um, <clears throat> I think it's time for me to retire. Well, what's funny is is that this chief, what chief gives a two week notice? No one, no one gives a two week retirement. That's notice. an open ended question. It's just send us comments to figure out. Yeah, have you yeah. ever thought of a two a, a chief with as many years as he has? Yeah, just ups and says, up, oh, dropping my two week notice. I'm out. Deuces. Well, and the funny thing is, is that we got, we got him from CHP, so from California, uh, which those of you that are from California, I'm sorry. Um, no, they're they're not sorry. They're glad he's gone. Well, he's well, your problem now. Well, he, and the, he the, came to us. Well, the funny thing was, is that he only lasted three years with them, and then he was forced out. I'm sorry, gave two weeks retirement then as well, and the excuse was, is that he had family issues. Uh, and he needed to focus focus on his family, and then you fast forward um, thirteen years later or fourteen years, whatever it is, um, he gives the same exact press release that he did when he left CHP, which is um, my family dynamics have changed, and I need to focus on family. It has nothing to do with the massive DOJ investigation on the department or a Washington Post article that's coming out about. Um, the vindictive and retaliatory behavior from that agency, um, the corruption, um, the high increase in crime. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And my personal opinion is, is I think this guy just got tired of fucking getting slammed every week with FOIA requests. After fucking well, the second FOIA. he walked into the building, he looked tired. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> you couldn't can, can even like hold a, a town hall meeting with his own department without like a microphone because you can't hear him talk. He's just oh, yeah. so, but uh, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. So I just, I, I was taking the train ride into work the other day, my real job. Choo-choo. And I was like, I feel like writing again. Like it's been, I put out um police mental barricade. I want to say July of last year. So 2020, I've had no desire whatsoever to write again. Or time. Hmm? Or, or time. Or, or time. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, you're with me almost all the time. I literally run from one job to another job. I'm, I'm balls deep in the cafe. I have just no time on my hands. <laughs> and um, and I'm sure people want to hear balls deep in uh, when they're ordering their coffee at rollcallroomcafe.com. Um, use promo code. Special blend podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, whatchamacallit. So. I started writing again, and one of the things that I started to um, write about was social media, um, uh, leadership. You know, I'm big into talking about leadership, and I talk about in the book how our first interaction with our former chief, that whole 
whispering kind of slow low talking is actually a tactic of of poor leaders and i didn't realize this till i did research on it what it does is it makes you because when somebody talks like really low like this you notice that your body posture starts to lean into them and starts not because you're 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 really into what they're saying is because you want to hear what they're saying and it makes you focus more on every word as they talk slower you're hanging on every word you're not looking at the phone you're nope. not listening to talking to the person next to you nope. you really have to the guy is a fucking I sat genius. there and and literally i mean it tell was me you hard weren't in awe oh, it, it was phenomenal it's like I, oh this I, is this is the miracle from from heaven this is what we he, wanted all along and, and you know while he was family doing that, and and, oh, and yeah. unity and and you know we're all we all have to look out for each other and, and have each other's backs. And, and, and you so know. for, for the listeners that don't know, when they did a national search at our police department, when we lost, um, when our previous chief was um, forced to retire because of time on and other reasons, um, they did a national search. And lo and behold, a national search happened to find this current guy who lived in the city miraculously. And uh, yeah, he did. He did his interview process with the city. They knew that they were going to hire him. But what they did was is they tickled our balls a little bit and they held a town hall meeting at our Lawrence fucking laughing uh, at all the yeah, town hall meeting in our police headquarters where the entire staff sworn and civilian were required to go to this thing. And it was a lot of people. I would say probably 150, 200 people in that room. Yeah, it was a lot it, it of was standing people. room. Only. A lot of stinky people that don't shower. Um, a lot of commanders that you actually try and run the other way when you see them in the hallway were forced to like be next to these scumbags <laughs> before they got fired. Before they got fired. <laughs> um, and I always used to play this game when we had to like do training or, or we're in a room with those people. I would look around and I would be like, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. You're a fucking dick. You should be fired. You're lazy. You're a or, fucking or you, sucker. You, 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 you uh, casually lean forward and trying to look at the name tag going, oh, you're Captain so-and-so. Yeah, you're the one that I get all these fucking emails from. Um, back gate's closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the ramp is closed. The back gate, the west gate is closed for maintenance. Um, so they held this big, huge town hall meeting and in walks the city HR, um, manager and the deputy city manager, um, basically saying, Hey, uh, we think that we found a really good candidate. This is part of the hiring process. We're going to allow this person to talk to you. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We're going to allow this person to talk to you guys as a whole group. And then you guys are going to get to ask them questions. Now, of course, we knew that this guy was coming, so everybody did what? They went right to their Google. Yeah, they Googled him, and this guy's got a slurry of fucking email, like uh, articles about uh, uh, using the department's uh, plane uh, to go on vacation with his wife, and uh, scandal about workers' comp fraud, and and scandal about purchasing of firearms uh, that never were purchased. Um, and there were many, many different things of him crushing morale. Uh, the department at the time under his um, leadership had the uh, five times the national average of officer suicides. Uh, so you, you guys get the picture. You, you can tell that this guy was just all a around a real winner, real winner. So as the deputy city uh, manager and the HR manager are telling everybody 
you know, they're fluffing them up and, you know, they got the zipper undone and they got the hog in their hand. Um, you know, with the, with the, yeah, while well, they got the other hand with a fucking peanut butter jar, pouring thumbtacks inside of it, getting ready to lather up the, the fucking, the, the, the juicy plastic, uh, dildo. Um, so this guy comes and I got to tell you the first, the first, um, impression that I had of him was, uh, this guy's going to die in office. Like this guy, he was very old. He was an older gentleman, older than I thought that they would go after because I, I, I really thought that they were going to try and go like fifties, like, like you, you want to, you want, you want to, you want somebody that's going to have the endurance to deal with the issues that the department was struggling with. And, and somebody that that's going to be like a staple, somebody that's going to represent, somebody that's going to, um, be the face of the department basically right right somebody that's not aarp card holder well okay somebody that's not already drawing social security and and on medicare yeah yeah (laughs) um somebody that doesn't have stock in ben gay okay somebody that know that knows um the model numbers of every uh, walker (laughs) <laughs> and gets the tennis balls for the right. balls. Right. <laughs> Somebody that knows every sale at Joanne's Fabrics for Yawn. Welcome, welcome to Walmart. Yeah. Okay, moving on. What else? No, we, 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 okay. You're wasting time. Um, <laughs> thanks. So Tangent squirrel. Yeah, so he, he, I mean, so he starts talking, and the first, he was very calculated. The first thing that he tackled was, um, oh, Morale. I, need to, I need to back up. What what where the controversy is, is that his wife worked for our department, and uh, may or may not have made it through field training, and ultimately no longer worked for the department. And there were rumors that this gentleman or this candidate was coming in to get his retaliation on everybody and anybody that had a hand in his wife. Um, being um shown the door now you're probably listening to this and you're going well right away the guy should have been eliminated as the candidate because there any mind you his wife was like 50 years younger right right (laughs) right very very much younger very nice lady i really like her a lot so it's unfortunate um that she's married to who she's married to but you know hey um stop digressing come on yeah so um so the first thing that he he addresses is morale, like like Lauren said, and and quite honestly, anybody that came in um, would have addressed that, and it's a win win because no matter what you did to improve morale, you were going to be very well liked as the new chief. The second thing that he addressed was the his wife's situation, and everybody kind of was like, "Hmm, that's interesting that you would even address that because." You're obviously thinking about it. Um, it was no secret that he was not happy about the way that his wife was treated. Um, so um, and then he addressed the controversy of um, leaving his previous police department. Now, mind you, he left his previous police department, left law enforcement for eight years. He went and became like an assistant director of like 
National Highway Transportation and Safety Board or some shit like that. I don't remember what it was. Um, But he was an administrator for eight years out of law enforcement and then gets this chief job. So this guy had already been out of law enforcement for almost 10 years. So he was out of it. But he gets this chief job. And you would think the city would do a slightly better job at recruiting or looking for candidates it was almost again like you said before it was it was it was a given he was already hired before he even came in and applied yeah you know and i think but but i have to say his 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 um that meeting i mean as much as you could lean in to listen to it um yeah, it was something we definitely needed it, it was something that we wanted to hear and, and he fed us everything we we wanted to hear and yes you know his his actions immediately following that he and, and kudos to him on this part for for some of the employees you know for some people you know he he <clears throat> he went back into everybody's internal affairs file mm. back for like the two years three years maybe and re-reviewed a lot of the cases and and actually in one instance he rehired back an officer that had been terminated mm-hmm. because you know that's a whole nother story but um you know a lot of the department felt that he was terminated in you know he should not have been terminated you know, it, was a, it was a vengeance thing with the former chief and all you know whatever um and so when he came back everybody was like wow this guy really is sincere he he cares about the people and the you know the, the, our morale and and what's right what do what's wrong and he's making changes right and it was phenomenal mm-hmm. until they were quick wins yeah oh yeah absolutely they were quick wins the first the first year first year and a half yeah he he, he knew calculate calculatedly he knew what he needed to what he needed to, to do to win us over and, and and dispel all rumors and doubts that we had when we googled his name yeah and then what he did was is he demoted all of the deputy chiefs because he laid all the blame on all the deputy chiefs Mind you, you had a you had a three hundred and fifty sworn department with five deputy chiefs. Uh, well, uh, four, five chiefs, four, four deputy chiefs, four deputy one main chiefs. chief. But here's the thing: it created upward mobility. Yeah, well, it opened it it, 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 it. it saved money. It 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 definitely opened up. You know, more more slots, more more promotional you know positions, right. and, and so on. Yeah, it was it, again. It, it the way in which chiefs. he did it. Yeah, the way in which he did it was was fucked up because. Almost all of them did need to be demoted. They shouldn't have been deputy chiefs to begin with. Uh, I didn't say all of them. I said some. Yeah, no. Some and of them. and and to, to just to clarify, he he demoted all the deputy chiefs back to the rank of captain, mm-hmm. but they were allowed to keep their pay and, and their time after and they sued. <laughs> well, after they sued, true. Um, so equitable, equitably, equitably. Yeah, they were made whole. Yeah, um, just reputation wise, or or it was or, embarrassing. For them. Oh, absolutely, and I. I I think only what two stayed. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody else either quit or left, and then soon. I only enjoyed watching one get demoted. It was <laughs> actually really funny, um, because they absolutely deserved it, and they needed to be dropped down a couple of pegs because their ego um, was, you know, was definitely bigger than the than the. Than then the he got sent away for a year, and then he came back, and he got sent away for another couple of years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when he got that uh, fucking. <laughs> email that uh the chief was retiring you know he must be jumping for joy because now whoever comes in if they're from outside he'll resort I'll put 10 bucks on the table says he applies 
Oh, no doubt. <laughs> no fucking doubt he'll he'll apply. Um, but it'll be funny because he'll resort to his old way if he doesn't get it, which is, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a good guy. I got the I got the shaft. I got, you know, you know, you know, the whole nine. Yards. I had y'all's interest in mind. Yeah. And... So the guy got us hook, line and sinker um, from the beginning. Um, and then, like Lauren said, the first year and a half, all he did was is like small little victories. Officers wanted uh, uniform change, small ones approved. Uh, officers wanted this approved. Um, it, was, it, was, it was all to build morale. It, right. It, well, it that, was. And that was what was seriously lacking in this department. And, and from from exactly that, the poor leadership created very yes. low morale in the department. And it it was, we still came to work. We still did our job, but it, it's... I mean, I'm not sure this is the same anywhere else in anybody else's department that's listening today that, you know, it's, it's, you know, mandatory, um, you know, beatings for those that, you know, don't have more, you know, love more or whatever. And yeah, um, the beatings will continue right. unless morale gets better. And, and you just, you just, you struggle through it because you yeah. have a job, you have insurance, you have, you know, security and you don't want to, you don't want to buck the system too much. And then you wind up showing the door yeah. as some of us have. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, is while he was creating that good morale behind the scenes, sergeants, lieutenants, and captains, he had an evil little plan. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a coup. A coup. <laughs> there was a coup to overthrow him. Um, but yet nobody had the fucking balls mm. to say vote of no confidence. Yep, well, because the unions are a fucking joke. We don't have unions; we have yeah, representation. Representation. Uh, and then now not even, even collect the bargaining at the point. Yeah. And now even more, you know, you have like a uh, commander's union run by a, a fucking mm. the biggest one of the <laughs> biggest bullies that are out there um, that uh, I can I can tell stories of, of this person being an officer. That's, that's a, it's, 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 it's a it's a it's a damn what's the word. I want to say it's, a, in, um, you know, you get like short man syndrome mm-hmm. and he's not short. But, you know, yes, like that, is. but I mean, well, I'm just saying, but that's not the cause. It's it, yeah. it, 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 it's having to prove yourself because of your inabilities or lack of yeah, being a cop. shitty cop. Yeah. Mm. No, yeah. I'll say it. I'll say that's, it. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, being a shitty cop. And, and I've worked with him. Yeah, multiple times. He's a penis. Well, I mean, he's a good guy, but I mean, I don't think so. But go ahead. I, rank definitely made that change. You oh, know, when, when you when you get that absolutely. rank sergeant, you don't really see it. Right away, it depends on, on the person, and you know those people that take sergeant, My, and it's like, oh, you just wanted it because you wanted to go get any badge, and, and but then there's ones that will get the badge, and you're like, they're good, solid, honest people. They're yep. looking out for their people, blah blah blah. But then once once then you get those ones that that have that nice shiny gold badge, and it's like, oh, I'm on, I'm on the road now. Power. I am on a yeah. ladder. I've got the first rung knocked out. Now I'm yep. gonna go for the second rung and the third rung because that's what I like. This power, yep. it's a power trip. And uh, I'll tell you a very quick story about that. Um, me and this person, when they were an officer, we were pretty pretty decent friends. Um, and then we had a falling out. Uh, oddly Who enough, didn't you have a falling out? I know. Oddly enough, about social media. Um, and then we kind of patched things up. Um, help. Uh, but did the same person have social media issues? And tons of them. Yeah, tons of them. But I uh, thought mine was bad. No, his. <laughs> Putting mug shots up on Facebook is definitely not a good thing. But anyway, um, I digress. So 
Uh, I was friends, or I am friends with somebody on Facebook. This is after I had already left. And he didn't know that I was friends with this person on Facebook. You have friends? Yeah, I know. Very rare. And so then he started talking shit about me on this person's Facebook. So I'm not a coward. I fucking text him, and I was like, say that shit to my face, you fucking coward. And he was like, you text me. What do you want? And I was like... This is this is a commander now. This is a guy who is a, in the command position, running an entire division on Facebook, and and just one has, of many, one of many, one of many. And I wouldn't put it past him that he was one of the people that created the fake Facebook accounts when we were doing Facebook lives. Uh, you know, you <laughs> and again, this is a whole different tangent, but yeah, I can see it because we did that. We did that when we worked together at um, at the school. Yeah, I mean it was the best way to, to get to integrate with the students and yeah, you create a fake Facebook yeah. account and then and Friends then you get into yeah, and then you yeah. start searching and he he's one and, yeah, he's one very of good the top that. people that I would uh, that I suspected it. Nor do I care because it just proves his character. Because if I'm going to come at you, we'll I'm going to do come whatever you, you need to do to get intel on somebody. And yeah, and, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say it to your face. That's the difference. Like if I ran into him around here, um, I'd have no qualms about telling him that he's a little pussy. Like he's a little bitch and he knows it. Um, the only difference is, is that he is, he is a Lieutenant now. Um, and these, um, these brain dead idiots that he works with, listen to him because he's a position of leadership in the union, which is a joke which me and the former co-host even allowed them to create that union, which was the worst mistake that I ever did because I opened up, we opened up that door to allow people like him and a couple of other people to get into union leadership positions. Give them a voice. Yeah. They were in the wrong with, with the it. Chief. Like they were in bed with the other chief. people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's my voice. Here's my microphone. Yeah. This yeah. is my weapon. This is my gun. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, um, so last was it last Friday? Yeah, last Friday we we got the good news that uh, yeah, I'm the, at the, the gym and I get this phone gonna, call yeah. and I'm like uh, I can't talk to you. Well, call me when you can. I got news for you. I'm like, oh shit, it must be important. Mm -hmm. Yep, <laughs> you'll never believe what just happened. Yeah. Oh shit, what happened? Lauren came over and we were doing shots of whiskey. <laughs> ten and eleven o'clock in the morning. Ten in the morning, celebrating um, the end. Um, and by no means does that. Uh, take the magnified glass off of the Alexandria City Police Department. There were still tons I of really, work to be done. Yes. I, I really, really hope that whoever they get in there next really is competent, knows their shit, and, and will do what the department deserves. The department needs a leader that's going to lead and not just fucking bully or... Yep. Have an agenda. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll make I'll make this commitment. And clean fucking house and get rid of your goddamn food chain. Yes. I'll I'll give you this caveat, which is, is whoever they choose, as long as it is an outside hire. So long, wait, so you tell me the position's open? It's not listed yet. Damn. Um whoever it is that's not an outside hire, you and I will try and make an appointment to meet with them and go to police headquarters and talk to them. Oh God. No, I'm serious. I'm serious because you know what? If they if they're worth a, a hill of beans, they would listen to two people that have been 
so fucked over over the last year. It's kind of like um, what we just talked about before, that when you go back into the AI files and you look at it and you mm-hmm. go, on, really? Like this, this, you fired this person for this reason? Yeah. And bring them back. My, and, and I think I talked about it on Not this. that I won't know if I... That was an interesting question. I think my I think my mom asked me that question. Like I, like hi mom. I, she listens. Hi mom. Um, not for the last month because we haven't been talking. Yeah, you should call her. She'd love to give her Take. input. Oh yeah, yeah she, she's waiting for you to call to, to interview her or have her on the show. Um, mm-hmm. anyway, she's like, you know, would you would you go back? No, if they offered your job back, would you go back? And I was like, no, no. I mean, again, it, there's a part of me that that loved what I did. Yeah. And I, I loved being a motors. I, I, I loved, you know, I liked the people I worked with at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's aspects of it. I definitely miss, um, <clears throat> you know, there, there's a local chief's job here in, in, in Dumfries that that's open and, and, you know, I ran into the mayor one time and we had a, we had a conversation and he looked at me and he goes, you know, I'm hiring a chief of police. I'm sitting there going, why would you, <laughs> where'd that come from? Yeah. And, and so it, it's a qualified position that we can easily apply for. And, you know, I've got a new job now. I'm started. Um, a general manager, complete career change. I'm working for a brewery um, here here in Woodbridge, and it's it's challenging and it's fun. And again, my mom and I are having a conversation about it, and she's like, "I said, I said, she's like, would you leave? Would you go to apply to a place that pays a hell of a lot more money?" And I said, "Yeah, that would be nice, but I'm actually having fun. Yeah, I, I'm relaxed. I'm enjoying the challenge. I'm enjoying the people that I'm working with." And, and and still integrating with the community, and I'm not, you know, I'm enjoying myself. I, I think I think we've been out of it for I've been out of it for longer than you. But I told you when you got out of it, you'll slowly get back into civilian life and realize what you've been missing, which is is that you literally cannot have a life outside of the job. Like <laughs> you see my job now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your well, job. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but you you even said it, and and I've actually heard from other people that. Our demeanor, we're, we're just, we're relaxed. We're calm. Oh my God. We're, 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 we're jovial. Be we're, we, we, yeah. we joke around and, 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 but I miss it. I mean, I don't get me wrong. There are days where I like, I get depressed where I'm like, I really miss going out there. I really yeah. miss doing I, the job. I do too. Um, but what I wouldn't do is I wouldn't go back to the same agency because every day I'd be worried and, and the anxiety of worrying about who's going to stab me in the back because there's too many people there that because just answer me this question before we go on break, which is is out of everybody from the police department, all these people were your friends. You've been gone. How many do you have constant communication with? None. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's a farce. The thin blue line is a huge farce. Um, But we're going to talk about that when we get back from break. Uh, And then we will come back. And talk some more. Gee, I am very tired. How tired are you? Very tired. I've been working a lot of overtime, and it is making me very tired. You, my friend, need some sleep. No, I will sleep when I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) 
What I need is a good cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee. Freshly roasted gourmet coffee, you say? Yes. Do you know where I could get a cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee? I do. Where? The Roll Call Room Cafe. The Roll Call Room Cafe? The Roll Call Room Cafe. It's located at 17229 Wayside Drive in Dumfries, Virginia. The Roll Call Room Cafe uses only the finest premium gourmet beans and, unlike national chains, the Roll Call Room Cafe imports, roasts, grinds, and packages their coffee on site. Sounds delicious, Roland. It is. But Roland, I'm in Nebraska. No problem there. You can order their coffee online at www.rollcallroomcafe.com. Rollcallroomcafe.com? Rollcallroomcafe.com. Early in my morning. This is early. I thought you over. Went wrong. He's all fucking gone. Yeah. All right, Bob. Bro, we're back from break. Oh, kudos to the Virginia Department of Unemployment Insurance. Oh, started filing insurance in in what uh, the end of December, January for unemployment. Did you get it? I got it. I woke up yesterday or two days ago, and I looked at my bank account, and I damn near <laughs> fell out of the bed. I'm like, oh shit! Leave it up to the federal government, the state government. But I mean, I mean, government. if you're unemployed and you're you're you're, you're applying for this is for anybody. You're unemployed, mind you. I, I wasn't like in a desperate need for it, but I mean, there's families out there that struggle. And I saw you on Backpage. You sure you want to? Shush! Just, oh, right, just come on, focus. Fifty roses. Mm, I wouldn't call them roses, but anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> damn you! Uh, so focus? there's fan. No, I can't focus. Not when you look at me like that in those eyes. Um, the you have families out there that are struggling, about to go, you know, lose their home and be on the streets and can't put food in the table, and and and. What six months later, you get a lump sum of like ten grand from from all the back pay that they owe you, and and it's like okay, yeah, great, but I could have used that when I needed it when I'm applying for it. Yep, yep. I um, fucking politics. I I hear you, brother. I went through it uh, when I first left the department, and then I was applying for jobs, and and uh, every job that I applied for was like. Uh, you work for Alexandria? Thanks. Sorry, they don't like you. No, they are you. Like I nailed the freaking Zoom interview because everything during the pandemic was Zoom, and um, they would be like, "All right, well, you know, we're gonna check your references and everything." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then they would like email me. They wouldn't even call me. They email me and be like, "Thanks, but no thanks." At least you got a response. I have, I have, well, one agency still. I apply for airport, and they're, they're still, you know, they've been still actively trying to put me through the process. I applied to to Mason. Mm-hmm. And um, I have yet to get a response from anything. I think now that uh, everything is easing up and we're going back to semi-normal life, possibly I'll probably yeah. get that call in like yeah. in a month now and go. Well, hey, you, you know, now that detectives are returning back to work and they're not teleworking, um, you know, uh, crime will start getting solved and traffic will increase. Traffic and- will increase, and you know, the good things. But uh, you know, welcome to Northern Virginia. 
You could have warned me that was coming. I know you. I want to play a game. There is only one key to open the device. It's in the stomach of your dead cellmate. Sounds like Batman. All right, well, um, Lauren, uh, we are going to uh, do the work for our former municipality city officials. And uh, we have come up with questions uh, that should be asked for the next potential chief of police uh, for our former agency. So, um, <laughs> I, we, we were talking just just before we came back. We were talking about a, 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 a lieutenant at our old department that, that made a comment during the town hall. Yeah, I don't know where he's like uh, Star Wars or Star Trek, and and it was one of those stupid questions. And I'm sitting here, and you're, you you just said that monologue and going top or bottom. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so whoever's transcribing this, you could just like transcribe this page and just hand it off to the city, uh, the city manager or city HR. So um, human rights. <laughs> human rights. So um, I will kick it off. Uh, question number one. Um, when mind you, this is not scripted. No, no, we are free balling this right now. <laughs> um, when fucking over one of your um, officers, would you A, uh, slowly ease into it, B, prison, jam it in, you don't know what that's like, um, or um, D, um, you, 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 skip the, you, you shut the fuck up. I, I don't think that was part of the, one of the answers. <laughs> or, or take it like a take, take it like a or K. Uh, do you um, why? lie to them? Why <laughs> do you lie to them and tell them that they're going to be okay? And then as you slowly stroke them, back. and then <laughs> you have I I do your internal affairs, do your dirty work, and call them later on and say you're fired. No, it's all in emails. It's boy. Oh, it's all email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my first question, Lauren. You take over. Uh, put me on the spot. Put me on the spot. See, when you think when you, when you first said, do you slowly ease into it? Do you choose uh, petroleum jelly, or do you add some sand to it? Is that your question? No. Um, oh, all right. Well, it is a question, but no. Is it the right one? Uh, is there ever a right one? Question: What would I ask a new employer? Would you would you consider go, looking at your former internal affairs investigations and go through the files like somebody formerly did and mm -hmm. and try to right wrong or say y'all fucked up and mm -hmm. would you correct the errors of the former chief of police? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, okay. Question number three, if hypothetically a couple of officers created a podcast, um, would you encourage it or would you encourage it, but secretly behind closed doors have a lot of things happen behind closed doors. your commanders <laughs> target said person. So said people uh, to shut it down. 
Do you allow your staff to be to to speak freely, not only internally but through social media, with or without secretly monitoring all of their posting pages and their sites? Like it. Um, hmm. Would you replace everybody in internal investigations because they are now tainted by the previous administration? Hmm. Hmm. Would you take everybody out of the leadership chain of command not necessarily demote, but have them reapply. Ooh, that's a good one. Could you imagine that? To see what they're if they're truly qualified for that position, what they really want. Like, uh, you give you get you have your typical wish list, and yes. I want to work in this unit, this unit, this unit, and and you try to match up. But then the former chief was always like, "Well, I'll put you. I think you need to be diverse, and you should work in every section." Which oh, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I mean, but still, it, it just gives you the the the, the knowledge. But you definitely have people that are really qualified in a specific job. Yes. Like motors, for example. And you, you get a sergeant, you got a motor officer that, you know, later becomes sergeant. And you think that that sergeant who has motor experience would do really well in a motor unit. Sometimes it's As opposed not. to putting somebody in there that hasn't a fucking clue what motors is all about and, you know, just kind of does admin shit. Because mm-hmm. they're too afraid to do anything else. Because they like to write, you know, letters of discipline and pips and all that crap. And drink and go on Facebook and make political rants. Freely. 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 Without any reprimand. Right. Hmm. Um, so I think that concludes the questions. Um, so we've been out of... Uh, I think... I think let, let, let's... I, I, okay. I know we put a couple surveys out uh, a long time ago, and mm-hmm. they're probably still there somewhere, but I haven't looked at them in about a month. Um, but let's ask the audience... What questions would you ask an incoming command or leader, chief of police or com- commissioner or, or commander, whatever? What do you want to know? What do you personally want to know from them before they get hired and you, you give them their vote? You give them your vote. I agree. All right. Sounds like uh, you guys have some homework to do. Um, so we've been, jeez, uh, when was the last episode that we put out? Gotta be over a month. That was right? the interview with uh, Chad, Chris. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> I just kept Yo, you. Chad, uh, <laughs> whose book is out now. Um, it's doing really, uh, really well. Um, so, um, if you have not checked out that book, um, as you look it up on your phone because you can't remember what it's called. No, I know what, what it's called. Shut your fucking face. <laughs> uh, and it is Chad, by the way, you idiot. I know. I wasn't wrong. It's uh, Scars of Blue. Um, Scars of Blue. It's a story of policing, corruption, mental health, and survival. Hmm. Uh, it's available on Kindle and on paperback on Amazon. So if you have not uh, purchased it yet, you need to. you need to check it out. Uh, his book is doing really good. I had the pleasure of not only reading it before it came out, but uh, I did the forward for the book. Um, and then um, 
don't forget your deal. Yeah, my deal is is that if you purchase Chad's book and then send me um, like a, a screenshot of your purchase, uh, you can email me at nick at rollcallroom.com. I will send you a free e-copy of my book, Police Mental Barricade. I'm working on, um, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, so Chad's doing really well, uh, which is super awesome. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm happy for him. Uh, so other than that, this last month, um, anything new going on with you, uh, that the audience needs to, um, catch up on. That's great. I, I think I had so, a story at some point, but I kind of forgot where I left off. Yeah. So nothing has pretty much changed from before with, uh, park having a job now. Oh, he has a job. Um, Yay. kind of, for those that are local and you want to come drink beer. Brew Republic mm. over there in dining or Potomac town place um, by the, by the Wegmans in, in Woodbridge Potomac town center. That's amazing that you work there. You don't even know where you work. I don't, um, I just know it's Brew Republic. I actually, I went in, it, <laughs> fuck. I went in to just a part-time job in the kitchen. Cause I love cooking and I figured, you know, just a couple hours here, a couple hours there, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I walked in for that interview and then they offered me general manager of the entire facility. And I'm like, Jesus. say what? They must've been desperate, huh? Well, you should have seen the previous manager. But uh, that's yeah. True. Yeah. No. yeah that's a lot, true. lot of issues, a lot of, a lot of personal growth. That the, well, let me ask you something about that. So you went from law enforcement career now to that career to change. Complete. complete. Do you find yourself resorting to your police? Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. At my job. The, I I had a brief meeting yesterday with, with my staff. We're talking about just um, um, something to do with the the table service and the menus and how we're, how we're expediting, you know, the food coming out of the kitchen. And so I I had an idea and I was trying to present it and I had my staff, I was asking their opinions and what they thought. And I had this one, one staff member, God bless her. She's amazing. But she presented her idea, but then she's one of those people that, if you didn't listen to her, she got really defensive because you oh. didn't listen to her idea. And I got so pissed. I was like, stop, listen to me. I'm here to get, you know, choices. I'm not here to say that I'm not going to choose your plan, but I want options. I'm yeah. like, I should probably back down a little bit. You're not interrogating you or you something. Know, for, for me, I'm in a, I'm in, I don't want to say where I work because I had enough problems. Um, but the my, detectives already know where you work, so what's the problem? That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, they also know where the cafe is. Um, so um, my thing is, is that once you become law enforcement and you do investigations, your investigations are so complex and they're so matter of detail oriented. Right. Yes. Right. So now that I'm in a different investigative <laughs> job, um, you still have that. I still have that. And like my director for the agency that I work for is totally not looking for that. Like I, I said, to, so my weird. first email response to a customer and I, I CC'd the owner on it. Who's the one that hired me. And he, he, he caught me the next day. He goes, let's talk about your email. I'm like, well, what was wrong? He goes, nothing. It's a bit formal. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, well, he's like, tone it down, have some fun, relax, you know, and I'm just like, I don't know how to do that yeah, yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. And, and my thing is, is that now, like I, in this role that I'm in, uh, it's not life and death. And that's the thing, 
You know, that's your job and my job. People ask me every day, like, why did you, you know, why did you, what made you not go into law enforcement? I actually interviewed a, a candidate for, for my assistant. And she goes, I just have to ask you. She's like, you know, you, you said you're in, in law enforcement for 12 years. What made you change to come to this? And I said, yeah, well, I've, I've got, you know, my three kids and just me. And, and the thought of going to be a cop every day now, it's like, I don't want to put my kids in that situation. Yeah. And, and, and my, I don't know if my chances are any less getting shot than where I work now versus where I worked before, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, give me the beer, give me the beer. Um, yeah. It's it is it it's a peace of mind, legitimately yeah. peace of mind. I, I roll into work when I want to do do the job I got to do, and, and I could be home. Well, hypothetically, I could be home for dinner, and yeah, I can be home every night with my kids, tuck them into bed, and they they don't have to worry. Yeah. Do you have nightmares? Not anymore. No. Um, I I have weird dreams. Yes, and it's all about police work. Yeah. All the time. Mine is the reverse. I never when I was a when I was on, I never had. No, no, no never, had never bothered about, me. Unless I was in, in an incident like like that shooting last year. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, um, I, I, I struggled with and, and I even struggled with struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why do I feel this guilt? Why do I feel this, 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 this way? And, and, and for about a month or two, I, I mean, I had weird, weird dreams and, yeah. um, the, the PTSD of it was was something I never experienced before. I mean, I never really been shot at like that before either. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, the dreams now. I mean, every dream I have has to do with something with with APD in some fashion or another. And and I wake up, I'm like, that was really fucked up. Why did yeah. I dream that? You know. It, yeah. My mine are nightmares from all the scenes that I just didn't bother me when I was doing it. You know, like I can see that. Yeah. Didn't bother me, but now that like I'm. I'm out of it and I'm kind of like now you're reliving the, the experience yeah, of it as, a, as really an outside crazy. civilian. Yeah, it's really crazy. Like my like because I get in here sometimes three o'clock in the morning, the latest like three forty five, four o'clock in the morning. So then I come here and then I go to my other job and I go to my other job from like seven thirty in the morning to like four. And then I take the train back back and then I go home and then. Every day is kind of the same. I always wind up like falling asleep on the couch, and I bring my service dog with me to to work, uh, which is which is freaking awesome. Um, but I'll be sleeping and I'll have nightmares, and my dog is trained to come and wake me up. That's really weird. It's weird that a dog can do that. One and two, it's so weird how often it happens, and it's all scenes that like. When I'm thinking about them, you now, relive them. But but when I'm thinking about them now, consciously, I'm like, nah, that wasn't really a big deal. But but, but seeing two people beheaded, that's not really a big deal. But do you do you find yourself reliving them? Yes. And, and circumstances changing, or or yes. situation changing, and you find yourself in a in a different scenario. Yes. Because I not as a cop, which is weird. Well, I've I've always dreams, always I'm, as a cop, I've always done what if scenarios. I mean, my mind just mm-hmm. consistently, no matter what I what I was doing, I was always reliving the same present two or three times in two or three different scenarios just yeah. kind of preparing myself for the what if yeah and i find now with in, in my dreams i literally relive those those thoughts and, yeah. and what would have happened if this happened what would i've done if this happened what would i've done yeah if that i think happened? i do that too um but i find myself in my conscious every day 
like with this job that I'm at right now. Do the dream, do the dreams affect you when you wake up? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wake up like in a complete sweat and. Oh, I'll, I'll wake up just in a total funk. Like, yeah. Like, um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Either depressed, sad, or, or moody, I mean, I or, or I whatever. I can't take any more medication. I mean, my, my fucking mornings start with chewing on six pills just to. <laughs> I'm right there with the you. Day. Yeah, I am right but, there with you. You know, like. And it's but, even more fun when you don't take them regularly. <laughs> when I don't take them, that that's that's happening a lot lately because I, I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm to right take there with them. you. Right there with you. I am, I am fucking miserable. My 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 gut. I I can I can. It, it takes like a couple of days for you not to take them to. And the funny thing is, you're not supposed to notice the difference. I do. Everybody outside of you is supposed to know. My the wife difference. knows right away. Yeah, and and, and my, people I know too know right away too. But I, I'll get this sense of like overwhelming emotions. Yeah. Over nothing. Yes. And it's like, okay, yep, yeah, no, I haven't taken my medication today or yeah. something like that. And it's like, but isn't that crazy? You know, when that happens, how many cops and and. You, you and I had this conversation back when we worked at the department mm-hmm. where you kind of revealed to me in our, our, our talks about, you know, the things you're struggling with and mm-hmm. this and that and going to a therapist and, and everything. I was like, yeah, I do the same thing. I go to the therapist every week to sometimes two, three times a week. Um, how common it is, but the stigma of it is you don't want anybody to know because oh, I don't want you to know that I'm, I'm dealing with, with mental health issues and I'm, t- I'm depressed and I have anxiety. Yeah. I'm taking medication because you're afraid that oh, somebody's going to find out I'm losing my job uh, because it's a reality, but everybody does it. Yeah. It's a reality. If our former agency, and that's you- what, that's what I think predicated to, to this, this, ep- this, the show, because you wanted to talk about that, the mental health. And that's what kicked mm-hmm. off the, 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 the podcast. And, you know, and you and I talked more about different ideas, different avenues we, we should approach, and, and it, it grew from there. And here we are today. But it's real. It, it, it it's it always physically started. real. Yeah, it always started. This podcast always started not so that my former co-host and I can hear our own voices and we can look at the numbers and say, oh, you know, ten thousand people listen to this episode or you know what whatever. The accolades are fantastic. You know. But it always started with being able to hear somebody that tried to kill themselves, that's still on the job, that's taking medication, and inspire somebody else to go to the doctor and go get medication or go talk to somebody. And it's okay to be normal. Right. And but we'd walk through the hallways, me and my former co-host, and we would text each other because we worked on opposite shifts. And he would go, you know, so and so stopped me in the hallway. Did you know that they're taking medication now? I'm like, no, but this person stopped me. And they, um, we would talk about that stuff and it would weigh heavy on us because maybe that's what the former chief didn't really fully understand was, is that we didn't have the option to shut this thing down. It was, it was too bigger. It was too big. And when I say it's too big, I'm not, uh, listen, we're not Joe Rogan. Yeah. Well, that's genetics. Um, but you know, we're not Joe Rogan. We don't make a million dollars. We don't make anything off the podcast. Okay. Um, that's the one thing I love about it. It, it, it's, it's, it's not, we're not trying to be famous. We're not trying to, to get a a deal with Apple or, or X, X, XM (laughs) be nice, but, um, no, it, um, it truly, I haven't had a midget hooker since I left the police department. Nice. I just don't have the funds. Was she a wrestler? I'm not going to talk anymore. 
<laughs> That'll be a first. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh... <laughs> folks, that's still uh, new Patreon. That's where your roll on, going. roll on. That's where, that's where your roses are growing. <laughs> we out a bunch. Every month, I wait for that Patreon to download into my PayPal account. Ooh, five more bucks. I'm like, I'm having fucking a Jello party tonight. Um, but, but in all seriousness, was that it was. When it's I got, real. It's it, so it, it's, real and it's so un it's not talked about. It's yeah, feared. But but what's humbling is is when you hear people that have started podcasts that are officers because of this podcast. I just want to say before it loses it leaves my mind like everything yeah. else does. Um wait, come back. Um no. Um that's his brain. It, is, it sucks. Yeah. Oh beer. Um to hear or customers, fuck, citizens, to hear listeners write in mm-hmm. about their experiences and, and, and to share what they're struggling with and what they're dealing with and, and to find that, that camaraderie in I'm not alone Yeah, is, is to me, that, 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 that's what this is all about. Absol- absolutely. I mean, and I wish we got more. I wish people would literally feel free to share their stories so that we can, you yeah. know, we can, we, can, we can just talk about it. And it's, it's easy to talk about it amongst peers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 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 tremendously helpful that you know again you're not alone. Well, and I agree. I mean, when um, I'll use Chad for example, when Chad reached out and he was like, "Yeah, you sure that's on. his name." Yeah, <laughs> and he said, "You know, I've been listening to the show and I'm inspired to write the book and blah blah blah." And then he asked me to do the forward. Um, it's it's very humbling because if you knew me, there's a lot of fans that have come into the cafe, which super blows my mind by the way because i'll be like behind the counter and um they come in and they're like hey i'm i'm jim and then i listen to your show and i'm like then i get like all fucking like no 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 not at all i'm just like i'm just like oh fuck i'm like I, you don't I, have a oh, white envelope do oh, you like, yeah exactly <laughs> where do i got the sign <laughs> you aren't a new detective with my old agency are you this isn't um, a subpoena or something is it i know you know what's funny is is that they make jokes about that too like when they come in and we've had a handful of fans come into the cafe and and you're welcome to come in um but i think the new direction for our show is uh, we do want fans to write in about their experiences. We will not read your name or where you're from. We always discuss. We'll even read that. it unless you give us permission to right, do so. Right, right. I have to ask you for permission, and then you have to actually write that you're giving permission. Um, but you know, I think a new era is coming where where I was angry a year ago with my former agency. I'm not. I pity. I pity them more than I'm angry with them. Uh, you know, like writing this new book that I'm working on. And and one of the reasons we haven't done a show in a month aside from being busy is, is that I kind of needed to take a couple of steps back and, and kind of, you know, listen to my own words, which is, is my family life uh, has just been um, just so chaotic. Your oldest daughter graduated high school. My oldest graduated high school. And, you know, my youngest is dealing with, um, you know, mental health issues and, uh, you know, getting the cafe up and running and hiring a staff and doing all this stuff. And, um, I started writing my book, uh, my second book. And, um, you know, I, I just, I, re- I read the first book. I haven't read it in a while, but I listened to the audio. The I other still day. haven't read it yet. 
That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I listened to it and I was a very, very angry person when I wrote that book. And rightfully so. I had just fucking been... I think at that moment in time you you were Yeah, I can yeah, I were. can feel the anger coming out of it. But also when I read it, I almost don't recognize it being me. Like I'm I read it and I'm like, holy shit, this person really got fucked. And then it makes you appreciate how tough you are. You're humble. I, I'm oh my god, if people only knew. Like I I you know, I, I, I sit there in, in the cafe and I'll, I'll watch you and, and, and Nicole, the way you greet customers and, and the way you, the way you just talk and treat people, it's, it's definitely not the time that you tase that guy in <laughs> Vernon and sort of pull me from the mouth. But For <laughs> 15 seconds. Um, but yeah, I mean, but you're, you're, you're again, going back to what, what you said, what, what Nicole said a long time ago, I was like, you guys, you, you you're relaxed. You're, you're you just you're so calm and so at peace with where you where you or me or, or where we are and, and it's a very neat it's a nice feeling to to have yeah well folks uh, and the support of our fans is phenomenal and i wish that we you know you guys spoke up more and and, and shared your stories and told us how yeah. you feel and what you think and if you want to appear on the show uh reach out um uh but listen i think um coming back from a month off i think we've eased into it um, i hate this song good. um i think we eased into it sort of like the old chief eased his wrinkly raisin inside of both lauren and i it'll only hurt briefly once i enter you okay um, then you'll truly understand my power my control Together we will rule the galaxy as father and son. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. (laughs) All right. Uh, Although I am a Star Trek fan, not Star Wars. I like both, but... All right. You can reach me at nick at rollcallroom.com. Lauren at l-o-r-e-n at rollcallroom.com. If you have a moment, go check out Chad Holland's book. Uh, and also don't forget to check out rollcallroomcafe.com for all of your coffee needs um, and beer brew republic for all your beer they don't uh, they don't deliver no, I gave you my I gave you beer and you make your coffee you give me coffee I make a tremendous inception stuff yes alright folks alcohol. I promise we'll put another one out very shortly enjoy and then following this we have a little blooper clip while we were doing our test, audio test, test. <laughs> All right, folks, be safe. H, H, H. <laughs> Two times. Take it. Do you want to help the Roll Call Room podcast keep going? Of course you do. Join Patreon and pledge to the show each month. Tiers start at $5 and you can get some pretty cool shit with it, including swag and access to listen to episode clips early. So put that Starbucks coffee down and help my dad keep the show going. Don't be a fucking Steve. Go to rollcallroom.com to pledge today. Hello. I'm doing a test. Testies. Testies in Lauren's mouth. One, two. Swallow, swallow. Good, good. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs)